What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the Laptop Chronicles. Toast Al, you know who it is. Uh, got a special guest today, Miss um, Amaya Desire. And first off, she's a published author, something I'm hoping to aspire to be. Um, let's see, what else? How long have we known each other? Mm, that's a good question. Almost six years now, I think, right? No. Yeah. God damn, man. Oh, it has been man. six years. Much of my college been married, and much of my college been divorced. Okay, I'm going to drink on that one. Yeah, there we go. Sip, sip. Yes, it has been. Damn. Okay, so in that time, I've learned a lot of things. One of the things is that you love love. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I like about the book. Um, so the book is called Midnight Confessions. And tell the listeners about yourself and about the book. Okay, well, I am Amaya Desire. And if you say that slowly, maybe you will get it. Um, the book Midnight Confessions was inspired by a man I was dating who, um, out on a date one time, he literally said to me, I don't know why you love me. And I realized that men do not get love the way that they should, specifically black men. Um, and so I started coming up with these quotes and little poems uh, to him, really. And I posted them every night at midnight on Facebook. And somebody was like, listen, you need to put these together and just make a book. So that's what I did. Um, And I really touched a lot of men, which is what I was going for. I knew that I did my job because guys were like, I can relate to this. I really like this. I wish somebody would say this to me. Uh, And I knew that women would buy it because women, you know, most of us are romantic to some degree. Men, however, not so much. Uh, So I hope to make a short for Midnight Confessions very soon before the end of the year and uh, work on possibly Midnight Confessions too. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. That's what's up. And you pointed out something real, real, you hit it on the head. Um, Like recently, I just posted up. Um, I shared it on Instagram. G Herbo, the rapper from Chicago, he said that he wished that he had somebody to vent to when he was 12 years old. So he's paying for 150 kids to receive, um, I can't remember the exact length, um, to, to receive a certain amount of uh, therapy. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like, we don't, especially black men, we don't know how to love. We don't know how to express emotion. We don't know how to communicate something I am extremely guilty of. Um, and, and, you know, like sitting here, like like listening to you say that, it made me think of that song um, by Music Soul Child. Teach me. Teach me how to, Teach me how to love. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, I wish more people, more black men, I, I think we're learning. You know, because I just turned 41 and in about the last three years, I've been forced to communicate, to get better at communicating because it's like either I learn how to get better at communicating or I just continue to be fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. Because you learn, because people challenge you now, right? So like... Uh, I think that what it is for, you know, for us, I would say using our friendship, you know, the occasional, it has been two weeks, like, damn, where you at? You ain't hit me up. What's going on? You know, um, we are being 
held accountable, but we're doing it in like a loving way. So it's not like I'm reaching out to say like, damn, you know, like that's fucked up that you ain't. No, it's more like, hey, what's going on with you? Are you good? Let's check in. We haven't spoken in a little while. And I think people are starting to get there. And also we're just doing things a lot differently now. Um, but I do, I do want us to focus on communication because as a social media person, right? Um, we kind of tend to let that drive us. And so we're clickety clacking Instagram. And you know, there's a reason why Instagram now allows you to call people, right? That's a feature, Facebook, you can call. They're trying to encourage you to actually call. Don't just text, right? Texting for me is toneless. And I hate texting because I don't like getting things misunderstood. So one of the biggest things that I try to work on is communication. So if I text somebody and I'm thinking, Maybe I should call them. I'm gonna call. Now, if you answer, that's different. But for me to actually pick up the phone and call you, I'm making an effort to really connect with you, to hear your voice, to hear how you sound. A lot of us kind of forget about that. Yeah, because you can't understand tone, you can't understand feelings through your thumbs. Exactly. And I just got into a situation where it was completely misunderstood what I was trying to convey. And the other person was like, motherfucker, call me. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, my bad. And once that shit got worked out, it was like, okay, you didn't mean what you typed. And I was like, fucking man. I just, you know, it was all fucked up. But yes, call people. <laughs> Don't yeah, just, I mean, yeah. you have video call now. For me, I'm a video call person. I love it because you don't even realize how much that person makes you smile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you think about it, especially now during COVID, we are home 24 seven, right? So the idea that my sanctuary just went to my business place, it fucking sucks. Right. I want to be able to walk out the door and go to work because when I come home, I know the work day's done. I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. All right, boom. But to wake up, to come downstairs, to log on, you know what I mean? To now have to shift your whole entire daily life. It's like, yo, I, I love having like makeshift uh, co-worker conversations with my friends. I'm like, all right, we want Zoom today at nine o'clock. And we all on there talking about personal shit while we're working. Right. Because it's also a distraction to be like, life still does go on. It's not just about work. Right. And, and that's the thing about working from home is you kind of become trapped in your house. Yes. Like you really, because when you, like I get it, you go to work, you get out, you're, you're gone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you go from one space where you act a certain way to now you're in another space where you right. act a certain way. But now those two spaces are combined. combined. Mm-hmm. So you don't get that piece, that that mental piece to say, all right, I'm in this space. These things happen. Right. Like I'm home, kick my shoes off, take my bra off. Yeah. To me, I tell people, once I get home from work and my pants come off, yeah, that's it's it. a wrap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, all right, it, they're one and the same. Yeah. And I suggested to, to somebody, because I'm actually looking for... To, to shift my career and I'm looking for a work from home job mm-hmm. but not like I plan if it goes through I plan to rent an office space because mm-hmm. now they're offering them up for like $50 a month $70 a month mm-hmm. just to say that's my space if I feel like going in I'll go in if not I'm gonna stay home and type in my drawers right but you need that separation, separation. You absolutely yeah need, um, your mind needs it I think that if anything, this teaches you 
not to take for granted that you have space to like actually be in. So for me, I go into the office once a week now. And I before I would kind of leave early because you know the distance and I'm like, well, I don't want to be traffic. But I went in yesterday and I stayed my full eight hours because when I came home, that was it. There was no turning on the laptop. I was not checking emails. I don't give a fuck what you sent me, right? Um, but I think we have to really decide um, to separate the space, check in on your mental. I am big on like literally calling people up like, hey, how are you? How are you doing mentally? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? There are a lot of people who are depressed right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people who are faking the funk right now. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like there are things that are happening for both people. You know, like I, I was able to buy a house. Thank God. You know what I mean? That's a blessing. Congrats. Congrats. Thank Can't you. Um, you know, but there are people who lost their jobs. There are people whose houses went to foreclosure. There are people who got kicked out of their apartment houses. For, for companies who were non-compassionate, to a whole situation that was happening around the world. And this is when you realize America really ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's that one moment where you're like, damn, so y'all gave us $1,200. 12? <laughs> In Italy, they, they like have completely stopped your rent. You don't have to pay rent and it's not gonna go on the back end, mm-hmm. right? right? They are making sure that people have food, water. Yep. Cap- they, they said, uh, Billionaires made something like an average of forty-two billion dollars in profit since March. Oh, I believe it. Like, I believe it. It's insane because we are all. For some of us who are home and thankfully who can work, right? We are buying stuff, but then for the people who they're making money based on people losing their homes mm-hmm. or people who are not no longer working. Although the company might not thrive per se, right? It's still like, oh, we lost money. But we also gain money because we ain't have to pay for these spaces of this and the third, you know. But I think that the idea that we could be in this rut and America can say, well, oh, we'll give you $1,200. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're going to open back up. That's why I'm not surprised that the numbers are doing what they're doing right now. Because for me, I'm like, inside dining was never an important thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, why are, we, why are we doing that? Like, if you got an outside patio, cool. But even then... There are people out here, no masks, no nothing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I get it. For me, I, I tell people all the time, in my car, outside walking, I don't wear my mask because your body does not need to inhale carbon dioxide for 24 hours a day. Right. That I like, if you do it, you will give yourself a headache, if not worse. I've done it at work because I keep my mask on at work and go outside, gas for air like I'm dying, and I go back in. But you, I, I had headaches. Because I'm just like, this is crazy. And, and and COVID will show you, like, even going down to relationships, right? People's relationships are tested during COVID. People got married and some people got separated. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit happening in COVID. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's another thing. You need that space yeah. from, from work, from your coworkers, from your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend your significant other yo when you are trapped up underneath your partner mm-hmm. more time than you're used to yeah you will be looking at that pillow like i can smother this motherfucker right now i think you don't realize that you don't know <laughs> the way you thought you did yep for real like can you imagine right because for eight if we using the whole day right so we're gonna do the day so from 
5 a.m., let's say, to at least 3 or 4, uh-huh. you're out the house. I don't see guys. Right. Then 5 o'clock, we back in the house together. Hey, how was your day? We shooting the shit. Dinner time. Bed. Now I'm home with you from beginning to end. I'm like, why you chew so loud? <laughs> why you chew so loud? I didn't know you left your socks on the bathroom floor. Uh, why? Why is the? Why is the? The top to the uh, water bottle sitting here. Um, yeah, I dated somebody years ago. I dated somebody that I work with, mm-hmm. and even though this is when I lived in Florida. So even though like we drove to work separately, we worked in the same office. Oh, okay. That taught me to never do that shit ever the <laughs> fuck again. Yes. Cause it was like, dude, I fucking hate you. And yeah, so. I can't imagine. I don't think I've ever dated. Well, no, I did, but we were a waitress. Like he was a waiter, I was a waitress. Um, we worked different shifts sometimes. Whenever we worked the same shift, it was actually really cute. But I mean, it's not the same type of setting either, right? So the office setting versus like, hey babe, can you help me wait these two tables and we gonna get an extra three dollars out of this? It's right. completely different from me standing at you over the cubicle like dusty ass hoe. Just left the light on in the bathroom. And you ain't like you, you got money to waste, you know, so it's yeah. completely different. Um I'm gonna tell you this. Oh my god, this motherfucker hated. Now we was working at the same place, so we was making like legit ten dollars an hour. This is back in 05. So we was, you know what I'm saying, struggling, da 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 da. She so I'm buying pizza like every night because it was like 10 bucks. So I'm eating the pizza and I'm like, yo, we got leftovers. She didn't like leftovers. Oh, I know people like that. So she was throwing away the pizza like the same night. And I'm like, yo, we are about to motherfucking scrap. Oh my god, no, that's what the oven is for. Yeah. Oh, party foul. Yeah. I'm glad you dumped her because I wouldn't have liked that. Ooh. Ooh, that was, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that sounds rough. I know people like that, but you know, you also just don't know who you are until you live on your own either. Mm-hmm. So living with somebody, you present differently in a way until you're comfortable and then you're walking down the stairs past the gas and you're like oh you heard that <laughs> I was like yeah I heard that you used to say excuse me don't you you're nasty oh. like, you know I, I think we I've definitely learned about myself I've learned I, when I when I moved into my apartment I knew I had small I like to say small people don't call it small I have slight OCD and so um I'm very cleanly like I love you know what I mean like literally I tell my friends the man who marries me ain't never gotta fold laundry he ain't mm-hmm. never gotta do dishes because those are things I find peace in mm-hmm. hell I will build the couch by myself because I find peace in that right? right but I think that we learn um like who we are those nicks and necks you know I read something earlier today it said the way to know how your needs are met is to find out what you're complaining about. Ooh. Right? Because, like, whatever you're complaining about is a need that's not being met, but you don't think it's that big of a deal. Most of the time, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not that, you don't put the dishes away, that's not a big deal. But then you talk on the phone with your friends, you're like, man, I washed the dishes and she didn't even put the dishes away. And you'd be like, that's petty. And then you're like, damn, that, like, I got 
need that though. Like, right. You know what I mean? Because some people like that handoff, that teamwork type of situation. Yeah. So it's like, well, if I could, are you going to wash the dishes? Or oh, I got to ask you to wash the dishes. If I got to ask you to wash the dishes, you ain't getting no ass in my I need to <laughs> Dishes equal ass. Yo, oh my God. So some somebody listening to this would know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But I have a family member who he dated his now wife when they were dating. She didn't fold the laundry. She hated folding laundry. So she washed, she dried, and she let it pile up. And they live together. They get married. And then he's complaining to me like, and he's like, yo, this motherfucker don't fold the laundry. And I'm like, well, first of all, you knew that. Right. But that's that's one of one of his biggest hangups is the fact that she will and I've been over there and I walked in the, in their like laundry space and I'm like, yo, are y'all like throwing clothes out? Because this shit is like four feet high. And then on top of that, he's complaining about the lack of sex in his marriage. So, yes, I, I get that. I think that, you know, one thing that I was talking to a friend about is that um, I don't feel bad for for putting sex higher up on the priority list when it comes to relationships. Like, most of the time, people will tell you, like, that's not important. That's, you know, that doesn't make a relationship it does not make a relationship per se but it definitely breaks the hell out of them right mm-hmm. because you want to be pleased especially you know excuse me as we get older as a woman like i'm in my 30s now i listen let's go you came here, you got a day off work <laughs> what show up we're gonna eat breakfast we're gonna have sex we're going to eat lunch. We're going to have sex. We're going to have a snack. We're going to have sex. And then we're going to go to dinner. And then we're going to have some more sex, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm good with any variety of whatever kind of sex you want to have throughout the course of the day. But when you get, especially if you're touchy-feely and you get into a relationship with somebody who is not those things, right? And then you got to kind of, like, nudge at sex. So I got to, like, hint at sex. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he also told me that men like to be hit on too. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. But let me tell you my theory on why that doesn't happen on me. I'm 36. So by the time I was 16, I had men hitting on me, right? Men have been hitting on me since 16. So for me, it's normal. It is, uh, it's been a pattern. This is, you know, like, how things go so when you meet someone and you're now put in a position where you're he's like well damn you never hit on me like you never kissed my ear a little bit for nasty things in my ear and i'm like well i didn't know i was supposed to do that because <laughs> i'm so used to people doing it to me you right. know what i mean so i think we we have to really think about like i always tell people men want to be romance right yes i cannot wait until I'm in a relationship because I'm about to go all in. Now, if he ever leaves me, 
because I murdered his ass. Because he's not leaving me. Because <laughs> I'm that. I'm too great. Anyway. Um, but no, like, I feel like, you know, the idea that, like, men don't get flowers. Or, like, obviously the flowers may not be the thing. But, like, oh, let me send you fruit basket. Or let me get you tickets to this game. Or let me order this fight that you might want to see. You know, let me give you the house for a day. Or whatever the case is. Take you for a massage. Stuff like that. It's like, I get that women want to be romance. Too. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to be in some soapbox. I want to pull out and be like, I left you an outfit on the bed. Go your way that. You know what I mean? Meet me outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. let me take you to dinner. I did that for one of my boyfriends. I took him out for his birthday, wore my outfit, got the hotel room, paid for dinner, all of that. People look at me like I'm crazy. Like, you said, what? Like, why? I'm like, remember. Remember that song by Usher, Trading Places? Yes. That was one of my favorite songs. Everybody was singing it, but wasn't nobody trading no places. Right. And I had a lot of people, a, a matter of fact, a couple dudes. Because I remember I had this, I was sitting around, and one of my friends at the time, she, um, she's bisexual. I haven't talked to her in a while. Mm-hmm. That reminds me. But she's bisexual. So she was the more dominant person in her relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to sitting around and talking, and she was saying that she wanted to be with somebody who could, where she could let go. You know what I'm saying? Where she wasn't always the the lead. And men feel like that, but men really won't admit it. So in that conversation, I said just that. I said, yo, I know where you're coming from. I feel that. And a couple of dudes was looking at me like, almost with that, you're a bitch type thing, but they wasn't going to say it. But that's the truth. Like, yes, people in power, I won't say in power. Um, it feels good not to always have to want to be in the league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So yeah, ladies, you know, if your dude is, is home and he washing the dishes, run up smack his ass. Mm-hmm. Like literally smack yeah, his I'm ass. Grabbing ass. I'm <laughs> grabbing ass. <laughs> you know, nib- nibble on his ear. Grab his send send him send him a picture. And be like, yo, I'm going to get that thing tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that we have to... Men are prizes, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... And, and what sucks is in relationships, especially when it comes to sex, it's like, I think we come out the gate... Like, I always talk about a BDR, a bad dick report. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you don't want to give... You don't want to get a BDR. So, it's like... You come out the gate, you like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to take these, these Viagra pills and just off to the races, and then after like a couple of months, after you didn't had all the toys, and then yeah. it gets quote unquote boring. You get comfortable. Yeah. So, excuse me. No longer is it, is it all right? Let me stick it in your butt tonight, because that's special. Right. We did that already. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like you gotta, you gotta enjoy your partner. You got to find new things to do, new ways to do it. Yeah. And it takes work. I think you just have to find a pace. You know what I mean? Like, when you're just getting to know somebody, you don't have to pull out all the tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because let me explore you, you know? I think that is actually a really cool game. Like, like literally, lay on the bed, right? 
and I'm gonna touch certain spots and I'm gonna see how you act. Or I'm gonna lick or nibble certain spots and I'm gonna see how you act. Yes. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that was a hot spot for you. Like, yes. I was like, oh, okay. You know, just really getting to know. Do something like an oil massage, take a bubble bath together. I mean, we have not done things that people used to do back in the day, but we were 16. Uh-huh. We were trying to take bubble baths with people. Like, I can't wait to get 18 and I'm going to take a bubble bath with this man. And then, you know, you get to the place where you can do it. And they be like, bubble bath? I don't want to see no goddamn bubble bath. And I'm like, well, shit, that's that's what. You know, but when's the last time you you got a hotel room for jacuzzi and then and you decided, all right, let's just take a night off for mm-hmm. ourselves, you know? We are not being inventive. We are being stagnant. We are being mm-hmm. like, oh, I did it already, you know. But I really think too, the person that you're with really encourages and enhances those moments. Yes. You can have you can have two similar experiences, or you can have two of the same experiences. Or if I'm saying that right, you can do the yeah. same thing twice, but the experience can be different mm-hmm. depending on who you're with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the thing that we forget about, like. I want to come home to like roses. I absolutely, that's one of the biggest things that I learned as I got older is I love being a woman, right? I don't want to wear the pants. I don't want to wear no Tim's, although I will wear Tim's and stomp somebody's ass out because I'm from New York. But what I mean is I want him to know my feminine energy. And I want that to be so radiant that he actually feels like he's a man. Not because he's taking care of the bills or whatever, but because I can come up behind him and be like, baby, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really appreciate you. You know what I mean? The idea that we don't even do that anymore, like just to say thank you. Mm-hmm. You look fine as fuck in this suit today. You going mm-hmm. to work? You about to be late. You know what I mean? Like those type of things. like. The, the, the compliments should go both ways. I remember I got a compliment one time, and I'll never forget it. It's, this was back in 2008. I remember this shit. This woman told me, I, I she, something, I was talking to somebody, it was like I was at like a conference or something, and somebody said something, and I smiled, and she said, you have very nice teeth. And I'm like, first off, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, yo, is this like, is this a joke? And then she just kind of sat there for a minute. And I was like, okay, this is a genuine compliment. Like, I didn't know what to do. But that's, you know, that's very important. Like, yeah, yeah. Compliments. so many C words mm. that are necessary in a relationship that in the words of Corey we pod in the night you know it's it's just it doesn't make sense I, I tell people when I talk to them and I'm I'm just I'm I'm glad that I'm in a space that despite the things I've been through in relationships that I'm still I still have a positive outlook my heart is still fully wide open of course you know I'm more careful now but I'm still vulnerable in spaces that I think are worthy of that but we get into relationships, and I tell people all the time, relationships are not hard with the right person. Mm-hmm. 
when it flows and you don't have to pull and tug, when when it's more laughter and more joy than it is, damn, why you ain't call me? When you, but you also have to overcome your insecurities and make sure that you have boundaries so that you're not doing things that no longer serve you. If you want to be in a relationship, and I've told this to many of my friends, if you want to be in a relationship, why are you in a situationship? And we've all done it right because it's comfortable i really want to be held you know what i mean i'm in this big old bed by myself but really when you get to that space of like i'm dope i deserve a relationship i deserve somebody to commit to me you'll be okay with being alone because you're not lonely there's a difference and then you can go into a space and you're like you know what I like you. And if I choose to have sex with you, I'm choosing it because I want to. Not because you coerce me. Not because I'm just like, oh, this is going to get me what I want. Because now you understand that this is what it is. Now, it could turn into more. But do not overthink it, right? Like, don't not be in the moment. Figure it out and find a way to make sure that you get what you want. A lot of us don't do that. And then a lot of us don't know how to compromise. Like, we're 30, I'm 36 or 41. We are pretty stuck in our ways. I, you know, for me, I'm like a Timbaland and some C-Man. Ah, then get what you get, what you get, right? <laughs> but I'm also very flexible to loving right. you how you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do that. Like, if I tell you my love language is physical touch and you want to love me in your love language as gifts, I'm going to be like, another Tiffany's bag? Like, what? Right. And right. They're going to be like, well, girl, he bought you something. I'm like, yeah, but that's not my love language. We're so right. bent on taking anything. Because yes. we haven't had anything in a while. So now it's like, why does want him to love me? It don't matter how he loves me. But then in two years, you're married, like you said about your, your cousin. You knew she fold the damn laundry when you met her ass. And you married her anyway. <laughs> so now you got four feet pile of laundry and a whole lot of hands underwear on the floor that looks like you're giving them away. Right. So speaking of love languages... That is a term I've noticed it come up more and more in the past, I don't know, year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the past year. What does love language mean to you? Well, for me, I think that, um, I'd say that your love language is what makes you feel good, what makes you feel loved, what makes you feel cared about, right? Um, like again, I'm not a I'm not a materialistic person. I like nice things. Mm-hmm. However, if you're off on Thursday and you spend all day Thursday with me, I'm I'm in heaven. Versus, you bought me some flowers and then you left, and I'm like, but you ain't like I'm not saying you don't have anything to do on your Thursday. What I'm saying is for you to make time for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we learn to love people. To what shows up for them. So I think it's also a two piece of that, right? Because I come from a family where uh, I was kind of pushed very hard. But I'm not a pushed hard type of person. I'm sensual, I'm, I'm delicate, I'm soft. Um, so I want those things that I kind of didn't get in a sense, right? And although now my parents understand it later, um, and you know we hug all the time and we talk about different things all the time now um, you you go into a space where like what feels good to you right so like when you hug people how do you feel you know when your person 
randomly buys you a tie or a sweat, like, hey, that was going to look good on you. So I just bought this for you, you know? But those are thoughtful things, right? There are some people who you you can buy them a new Gucci bag, and they be like, oh, all right, well, you can go do whatever you want to do, and you got me a Gucci bag, I'm cool with that book. But there are other people who want to dig deeper. And I'm not saying that gifts is a bad love language to have. I'm just saying that everybody's level of happy is different, though. Right. So you have to figure out where it matches. Um, but I really do think it's how you care about somebody, how you love that person, you know, how you express your feelings for that person. We all don't express them the same way. You know, I'm a writer. I can write you a love letter off your ass and have you, like, damn, I only know you for three days and you love me like this? Like, yeah. But but some other people will read it and they won't process it, right? right? And so we have, we're almost in a space of navigation. Like, all right, let's get in this car together and figure out how you drive. Like, do you drive stick shift? Do you drive, you know, automatic? Like, those two different things, you know? Um, if you a Dodge person or you like a Volkswagen? Because, again, two different things. But if you learn that person, if you actually ask this person, mm-hmm. You can understand, right. and then you like, you know what? Nah, babe, I got this. I'm good. Damn, you know how to drive a stick? Yeah, I was watching you. All right. So, when it comes to communication, I, I think that, and this this is I'm, it's definitely gonna be a bigger topic, but people have to express what they want and and what they desire. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so fucked up that as a man, you know, we're we're taught, you know, tough, hard, you know what I'm saying, hands should be calloused, you know, swing a hammer all day, that that type of mentality. But we aren't taught to say, hey, I like when you hug me. You know, yes, I like I like receiving gifts. Yes, I like when you just come home and pinch my butt. Right. We we aren't taught that. And we aren't taught to communicate because we, because communication is so shitty too. Right. It's like, it's kind of like layered on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the most important things we, we have to do is learn to communicate what we want. Not just as a man saying, Hey babe, come, you know, come, come home and hug me. But even when it comes to sex, you know, like that's, that's really going to be like one of the topics like ladies if he goes down for three seconds and on your clit just to somewhat get it wet no, and go stick get, it in he's gonna get knocked out yeah but you gotta tell him like look you know what i'm saying i like when you do this i like when you do that so the thing about communication is um men but specifically black men have to feel like that space is sacred and safe in order to do that Mm, the problem is that some of you have experienced you sharing your secret and then that same thing being thrown back in your face Mm -hmm. right argument coming up and we've all experienced it um but that damages a man um to feel like well damn you my girl to be able to be vulnerable with you i told you i lost my job whatever whatever and then you know, later on down the line, you're like, I mean, you ain't shit. You lost your job. That's why I had to carry the bills when you wasn't being a man. And you're like, well, damn, tell me how you really feel. Um, 
I think that it's unfortunate, but I, I love my friends. Um, and I, I, I want to say that I have maybe slightly male, more male friends than I do female friends, but I know for a fact that my male friends feel safe with me. Like they know that they're they're not gonna come back and somebody's gonna know all their secrets. And then of course, you know, it's a different dynamic because I'm just their friend, but also it still makes a difference to know that you have somebody that you can count on to hold space for you. So communication is extremely major because if you can't communicate verbally um, things that bother you or things that you, you want to happen, when it comes to sexual behavior, you're gonna be like, dead fish right and then he's gonna be upset because well i thought you liked that well i don't but you know i didn't want to hurt your ego so i didn't want to tell you no like i feel like people don't know that there's so many different ways to say something without shitting on somebody else be the shit without shitting on somebody else i love that saying right mm-hmm. if i think that the head game is not where i want it to be i'm like look babe i got you some edible oils or I got you this little thing right here or um, or I can coach you but I'm gonna coach you in a way where you think you know it's all good I'm like damn babe oh you're doing that shit tonight like okay cool but a lot of people are so bent on just lying right we just don't say anything at all and then you try to figure out how people walk around here with dry twat and they they head is you know what I'm saying the ego big and I'm like I heard your pussy is like Himalayan soap. In Molly's word, broken pussy, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Said I'm insecure. So, you know, it's like, you have to try. You got to put some effort because I'm so accustomed to certain things. I just feel like sometimes some guys don't get it right. And that's fine, especially on the first time because you're, my body don't know you. Right, You exactly. knock at the door of my body exactly. like, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Why are you being a hoe? All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like you have to actively want to communicate and also communicate with yourself. Like, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start masturbating so I was probably like 26. Wow. Yeah. Super, super late. And I, it was a problem because I, I want to say based on some of the things that I had learned, but also because I was just very uncomfortable with my body. I was a, t- a tomboy for a long time. And, but I, once I learned my body, I was like, oh, we about to be all these screens. So it's not that deal. You know what I mean? So you learn things about yourself right. um, that you can teach other people. Like I was telling my friend the other day, I said, um, did you know that using the open palm of your hand against a nipple feels amazing? Most people will think they would just use their use fingers. Your fingertips like a radio yeah. knob. And I'm like, that's kind of, it's, it's rug burn. Like cut it out, right? Open hand, gently rubbing the nipple and you'd be surprised how hard the nipple could get in your hand just doing that. Same thing with the penis. I literally gave this dude half of a hand job. It wasn't even a hand job, right? It was more so like I caressed him from maybe his waist down to his dick. I held it and he came. But but he also was very connected to me. There okay. was a, there's a level of sensuality yes. that a lot of people don't get to because they're so bent on just having sex. Right. There's a complete difference between sensual and sexual. Sensual is, I don't want to use 50 shades of gray, but 
what I mean by that is just the way that he talks to her, right? The take your panties off and put them under the table or the open your legs and let me see you play with yourself down to, you know, you coming up behind him and blindfolding him and he has no idea what's happening. All these essentials, the feather, that's why people like those type of things, scarves and, you know, shit like that. It's literally connecting with somebody that gives you an experience. For me, sex is either one or two things, exercise or experience. I can go to the gym. Right. I don't want no exercise. I want an experience. I want you to be here. Like, you know, I was telling my friend, men don't keep their eyes closed when they have sex, right? Because you have a visual. Yes. However, women, most of the time, my eyes are closed. But the orgasm is 10 times better with my eyes closed than with my eyes open. Okay. Occasionally, I can look at somebody while they're eating me out and I'll be like, wow, okay, this is, this is, all right, this is very porn hubbish. All right, let's go. And right. then, you know, I'm having an orgasm, but most of the time my eyes are closed. I'm in the moment. I'm like really sinking into you or, you know, just, it's not just sex. We're not just humping, right? So I think when you differentiate the two between I'm just having sex with you versus like, I want this to be a real experience. Like you don't have to give everybody candles and rose petals and shit like that. But especially if we only might have sex once, I'm going to lay it down because you ain't finna talk about me. I'm not ruining my reputation for right. your ass. You right. know, that's my I'll give you grade A, oh, I mean, grade, grade C pussy. How? Did you throw some Himalayan salt in there? Like, is, you, <laughs> is it intentionally dry? Did you starfish him? Like, what is happening right now? So mm-hmm. all those things, I think we have to really connect with somebody. Again, back to, the, back to the, the what I was saying earlier, a great relationship is with the right person where you don't have to force it. Sex is the same exact way. You guys connect. You can't stop touching each other. You can't stop kissing. I was telling my friend, I want to have the moment where I'm walking up to my door, we making out, and I can't even get the key in a goddamn doorknob. I want to get into the door, slam the door, and have sex on a carpet. Yo, you hear me? Let me tell you, I had sex one time. She came and picked me up from the airport. I got flewed out. Oh, flewed out. I got flewed out. And she came to pick me up. We scooting to her apartment. And she lived like on the second floor. And we walking up the steps. Mm-hmm. And she stopped to put her key in the door. And I bent down to take my, I was untying my shoes. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like, getting it out the way. Like, we walked in the door and we started going at it. Mm-hmm. The next morning I get up, you can see a line of where it was like one shoe, other shoe, my shorts, yes. her ball. It was just a line like straight to the bedroom. So, yeah. I but, definitely want to try that. But you know what, though? It wasn't it wasn't a thing of, like, I didn't plan it. Like, I'm going to take my shoes off. I was just like, yo, we've been, we've been fucking around in this car ride. Yeah. I'm so goddamn horny. We are going up to her apartment, and I'm ready to get it in r- right now. Right. Like, right now, right now. You know? But, but, like, one of the things I always say is that sex is a is a science and it's art yes absolutely because i always equate this to i got a chance to see the mona lisa when i was a kid when i was about 13 i went to paris and i saw it and have you ever seen it Mm -mm. it is literally a plain ass painting Mm -hmm. of some woman Mm -hmm. there's nothing special about it but always it it's bothered me because it's like what makes this painting special Right. 
what did Leonardo da Vinci do to make this painting special? To make millions of people throughout time come and see it. So if you're going to have sex, like I say, sex is an art. I'm going to try my best to use my paintbrush to, to do something to make you want to come back. Right. To see my art. Right. And as a science, we're, we're all different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Like you say, every situation is not, is not going to be the same. Right. But it's like chemistry is different. You know what I'm saying? If you put two atoms of oxygen together or two, yeah, you get O2. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to learn your partner. You have to learn that other person. You may kiss on the left side. They may be like, eh. You kiss them on the right side. They may be like, yo, that might be. That might be it. That might be it. That might be present tonight. Exactly. You know, I had I had a, a partner. She had a lower back tattoo, and it was a small butterfly, maybe the size of a half dollar. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. But for some reason, I ran my fingers across it one day, and we used to have great sex. But I ran my fingers across it one day, and she like goosebumps came up. And I was like, oh, that's it. So anytime we would be sitting there, I'm going for that spot. Mm-hmm. And then I'm fucking with her because it's like we watching TV, me in that space, we chilling, and I'm just touching it. So now she's getting her, yeah. her anticipation is building. It's building. But I, I learned that chemistry. A lot of people are not that, they're not, they don't care about mm-hmm. the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, let me look on your ear. Let me look in that. Boom. All right, I'm just supposed to get in that bump. All right, okay, cool. And it's not even that much. You're talking about 15 seconds? For me, I tell people all the time, like, yo, foreplay, by the time you get to me, this should already be a puddle in the bed. Uh-huh. Before you get to me, because you have already kissed me, you have already whispered shit in my ear, you have caressed my breast. And not. So I'm not talking about the nipple. I'm literally talking about caressing the breast, like the outside, caress her hips. Like you have a whole dimension of a person in front of you that you don't even explore. There are curves in every little place. Mm-hmm. I told my friend that um, I think it was probably a few years ago. A guy was just literally he was just kissing me, kissing me all over. And he got to my inner thigh. He he bit me gently, and I was like, oh shit. I feel like level five just got unlocked. Like, <laughs> what just happened here? Like, you know, so a lot of us are not taking time to learn people's bodies. Mm-hmm. We're just here for the nut. And I and I think that's where I started to find myself when I realized I don't I don't wanna have sex with people I can't kiss. If mm-hmm. I can't kiss you, I'm gonna have a fuss with you. Right. Because First of all, have you seen my lips? Guys, I know y'all can't see my lips, but they're amazing. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Um, so, you know, I think that that part is, is crazy that we're bent on having sex, but we're mm-hmm. not bent on doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. There was a comedian on uh, Comic View, which, man, that's, that, that, that's taking it back. But there was a comedian, and he said, he was like, fellas... If you if you with a woman and you hear her go, ooh, keep doing what you're doing for five more minutes. <laughs> and I think I was about 14 when I saw that, and it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, that's chemistry. It's like, okay, I could be doing this with my left hand. All right, and you're like, yeah, okay. But all of a sudden, I do this with my right hand, 
and you kind of squirm a little bit. Right. And you're like, pay attention to the sign. That's it. And so, I I don't know if if it was just me being sexual growing up, but I've always picked up little tips and I've carried them through adulthood. Like number one being, don't don't listen with your ears, listen with your eyes. Mm-hmm. So if I do so, so I'm I, and and I think if like if I'm going down on on a woman and I'm looking up and I do something and her eyes kind of you know, tighten a little bit, her body squirms a little bit, then it's like, okay, I know to keep doing that. Right. But I, I, if my eyes are closed, right. I can't see it. But that, that goes back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, how people are not, they're not trying to be intentional. They're not being mm-hmm. intentional. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, listen, I'm here to get you off, and I'm going to do the same shit that I've been doing with this other girl, and if it worked for her, it might work for you. Now, here's the thing, if it doesn't work for you, then they'll be like, switching it up. I've had guys go down on me and be like, what's wrong with your pussy? My pussy don't like what you're doing. That's what's wrong with it, so you need to fix it. Do something else. This is Nike, not you lie. Get your shit together. Um, you know, so for me, I feel like we have to be intentional. I don't go in thinking I can do the same thing with everybody. I always, I always pay attention to the body language. Mm-hmm. Does he like this? Does he like this? 2006, probably. My boyfriend at the time literally told me, he was like, baby, Stop, right? Mid mid sucking dick. Stop. I was like, huh? He was like, it's not detachable. Okay? Like you're mm. pulling it like it's about to come off. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? He was like, yes, you are so rough. Uh-huh. But mind you, I had never been told that I was rough. Do- yeah, yeah. So this goes back to saying what's actually happening. I've I've had guys like fight my nipple first of all sir the appears <laughs> right what the fuck are you trying to chew on they're not they're not food right all means is super rough or like grabbing and pinching and now some people can handle that mm-hmm. my nipples are super sensitive i can't handle it and then they appear so it's like listen chill out okay mm-hmm. um i've also experienced somebody trying to think they thought my clip was detachable sir let it go i've come more than once. You can just <laughs> don't DJ the clip. Yeah, please let it go. Like it's, it's I don't want any rug burn. Like no. <laughs> um, but again, it's going back to just like listening to your partner's body, mm-hmm. being asking questions. Um, if you want to play a game, you know, get an empty vase and get like three different color packs of uh, sticky notes. You know. Write down questions, you know, what do you want me to do to you? What is your fantasy? Um, make sure you know it's a safe space. Ask, you know, is there something like, do you want me to add chocolate syrup in the on, in, in the bedroom? Or like write down fruits, you know, whatever. And then shake it up and you pull something out and you do it. Or like maybe you gotta, you, you both want a massage or whatever the case is. You have to like take the time to be intentional about the person that you wanna connect with because it is a connection. And you are leaving peace of yourself with this person and they're leaving peace of themselves with you when you right. have sex. Like, it is interchangeable. It's not something that you can just assume, like, all these stuff and they say, no, 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 that residue is on you, either physically or, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shoot the club up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, safely. Safely. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of speaking of music, there, there's a song um, by uh, Robert Glasper with 
Music Soul Child and Chrisette Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's called All oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I've learned, you know, um, you've got to be with someone you like. Mm-hmm. And that's the main, if you're with somebody, this shit is going to be effortless. Yeah. It completely effortless. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's the main thing. Like, and, and that person should make you feel completely safe because now I think more people, I've seen more people talking about, um, dating bisexual men mm-hmm. and being in that space and it's like you have some people who are like yeah it, it, it doesn't matter and then right. some people are like nope he sucked a dick once he's gay right and it's like mm, that's that's unfair because now you're you're painting that person with a broad brush right but if you know you made that person feel safe enough to tell you, yes, I did this, you know, like me, it, it's nothing wrong with it. Right. You know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Right. But you got to give people enough space to be comfortable. Yeah. Because if you're not comfortable with, I wouldn't even say a secret, a lot of times it's a secret. But if you're not comfortable to say to somebody, hey, this is me, this is the whole me. Right. Then you don't need to be with that person. Yeah, I agree. I think that we, uh, but I will also say that we don't often, we often haven't gotten to the space where we can be our whole me and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because you have to be able to look us in the mirror. And I do this often. I'm walking customer and I'm like, you're not asking for a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, don't lower your standards. Mm-hmm. You are not hard to love, right? Yes. Because there are people out there who will make you feel like, you want this man to buy you roses? You want him to take you on a real date? What the fuck? This is basic shit. This is, <laughs> this is high school 101. I have dudes in high school buying me Victoria's Secret. So what the fuck is it for you to take me out on a date? I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of money, right? People equate nice dates with, with $300. Yeah. No, you could order some food from a really nice place and go out to the park, have a picnic, pop a bottle of red wine, and you'll be fine. You need to know who you're dating, though. I will be clear about that because the girl who wants to go to Ruth Chris might not want to go to a picnic. Right. Know your person. It's real simple. But I think that we just don't take the time to know ourselves, to love ourselves inside and out. Your flaws are your flaws. Your past is your past. If somebody that I haven't seen in three years walks up to me and like, hey, what's going on? They are, they are looking at 33-year-old me. I'm not 33 anymore. Mm-hmm. I have grown. I have changed. So right. sometimes that's also a thing because people are not willing to see the new you. Mm-hmm. And if they're not willing to see the new you, then you don't need to be, be around them. Right. And and they say people change every on average every two years. I believe that. And, and so you gotta... Like, I have a friend who he's turned into a completely suburban dad. And for like a hot second, like me and him you used to go clubbing together. You know, we we went to a, a Nas and Damien uh Marley concert. You know what I'm saying? But now he's had it, he's got a daughter, and he's like, he's calling me up, hey man, my kids got a soccer game. And I'm like, and for for a hot second, I was like, yo, this is not the same dude. But then I was like, you know what? He's evolved. Just like I evolved. So you gotta accept people for 
who they become. Absolutely. Not not just who they are, but who they become. Absolutely. You know, and you gotta. I won't, well, some people don't even communicate that. Um, now I sit here and think about it. I mean, because some people don't know how to. Yeah. As well, because I think we judge ourselves way more than we realize it. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about how often you talk bad to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you really sit down and thought about that, there was a, I, I remember there was an exercise that I, once in my therapist gave me, she was like, write down every negative thought that comes to your mind. I would have ran out of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, it, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, when when I was growing up. I mean, you, you're only a couple years younger than me, but in the in the '90s, it was that tough, you know, tough love, go hard. You know, I remember hanging out in the summer with 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 my brother. He's nine years older than me, and we run around in the summer, and he's pulling up. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm gonna get on these hoes. You know, so he's teaching. I was he was teaching that to me. Right. You know, and it like that 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 hardened, you know. But I'm like, wait a minute, this is not me. And I think that we should stop doing that to our little boys. Yes. You know, because if we treated you all as if your body was just as important and valued as we are, right? You would look at how you have sex differently. Mm-hmm. If you were taught that women were partners and not objects, you would mm-hmm. look at relationship yes yo hold on i mean cut you off i read something that said late it was it was a facebook chat mm-hmm. or group um and somebody said ladies stop letting these men use you to jerk off and i was like holy shit like that that was eye-opening yeah that. i mean but you also have to realize that that's how we were manipulated right you know yeah by many of things Parents, outside influences, music, movies, all that stuff. But we have to realize that our bodies are not just sex toys. Right. Right. You can be a sex toy for the right person if you want to, but you're more than that. Yeah. So we're gonna take a pause for the calls, and we're gonna come right back. And so stay tuned. dropping so many jewels i don't even remember <laughs> but um fuck it let's shift gears all right so you know it's the laptop chronicles and yes this is porn talk 101 so favorite porn category to search i don't have one i'm not very big in porn really so, uh, um i'll just have to say yeah, I don't like. I've been watching a lot of lesbian tribbing. Like basically scissors. Oh, yeah, I hate that shit. Oh, okay. It looks cool. It's not. <laughs> absolutely not cool whatsoever. Coochie burn. <laughs> um, I want to say, yeah, I, I don't have one, but if I had to choose one, um, women are more sensual, so I'm not a mm-hmm. fan of guys because. <laughs> Right. I'm just like over that shit for the guy with the Tim's on, with the hat on, the shades on. But Mr. Naked. Marcus, what the fuck, yo? You naked with Tim's on 
That was the funny word. thing is I follow him on Twitter and my man still wears the hat. Wow, I would not be surprised. Um, I do like the massages though. I did kind of get into that. I thought that that was very interesting because I I can imagine just getting a massage mm-hmm. and then a guy grazing my crotch with coconut oil mm-hmm. and like being able to like fully. I think, first of all, kudos to men. Fingering is an art, okay? Okay. Um, your wrist game got to be on point. Yeah. <laughs> Do your wrist ups, guys. Do your wrist ups. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I haven't let a guy finger me in like five years because I had a very awful experience. And I was mm-hmm. like, so I'm always looking at fingers. I'm like, yes. Like you want to get me with those, and I clean, and I shave it down. Like, just, just why do you have okay. this one long nail? Do you snort coke? I know it's not gonna go anywhere near me, but it still looks rather uncomfortable and yes. awkward. So, I I would like to experience that. I would like to like invest in a massage table mm-hmm. and have like a guy that I'm dating in relationship with try to get me off. So last episode was called Fingers and Fuckery. Mm. And I went to, okay, so I'll say this, I say this time and time and again. When I was growing up, my mom told me that she was taught by my grandmother and, and her great aunts and everything that when a woman looks at a man, look at his fingernails. Mm-hmm. Right? It should always be clean. So my mom used to press me, make sure, clip them, clean them. You know what I'm saying? I even played football, fingers in the dirt. I've been an aircraft mechanic pretty much all my life. Yep. Whatever, whatever. I'm still washing my hands, keeping my fingers clean. And I've recently started getting uh, manicures and pedicures. Okay. And it's like, I mean, number one, the vibe of going out to the place. Shout out to Katie um, at Cosmic Nails. Um, the vibe is just dope. But on top of that, just keep your fucking hands clean. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be... Like, first of all, I'm always weary of fingering anyone because, like, number one, I I, I know what a G-spot is. Right. Right? So, it's like... But then, you know, the general consensus is stick your finger in and do the come here thing. Right. But it's like... I don't know if that fucking works. So, I've just switched it to... I'll go get some glass dildos mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. Glass dildos are dope because you can either put them in the freezer. I was going to say, I think it was you. I was like, yeah, put it in the freezer. Yeah. You can put it in the freezer or you can wrap it in a wet rag and stick it in a microwave for about uh-huh. 10, maybe 15 seconds. Okay. Any longer than that and you are going to cause some serious problems. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I'd rather do that uh-huh. than to finger someone. Um, and then especially, you know, cause I remember, let me see, this might've been the early two thousands and my porn watching was at a, at its high, well, I mean, I would say it's at its highest, at its highest now. Um, but you know, my porn watching was whatever mm-hmm. and it was always thumb in the butt. So of course I don't, you know, I'm weary of fingers right. going in 
So I will get, you know, I'm down for some princess plugs, some butt plugs, all of that. So just to avoid the whole finger situation. Yes. Right, gotcha. But I'm not just the only one saying it. Listen up. I think that a lot of men, again, back to not caring, right? Like how they create this experience for women. Mm-hmm. Don't understand how rough it can be, right? My clitoris is not a record. Okay, you do not get this on my clit. Don't DJ the do clit. Okay, <laughs> it, you do not need to jab my body or your face into your mouth. Like there's weird experience that I had and I'm like who told you that this actually worked? I'm not moaning, I'm not enjoying it, mm-hmm. I am board boots at this point it's, right. it's you know um, people need to be honest again you don't have to like hurt the person's feelings. Like, your, your mouth is trash you just throw your whole mouth away no, it's like hey um, this is what I like and this is what I don't like my, my very first time um Given head in college, my then boyfriend put me next to a four now, gave me a banana, was like, This is what I like, and this is what I don't like. But I was also very, very new, I never sucked a dick before. Um, based on his teaching and having sucked a lollipop for the last two years, uh, I was able to like really get it, and I was like, Oh, he was like. You are exceptionally good for your first time. And I'm like, listen, I told you the truth. Okay, Maury can put me on the lie detector test, and I will be telling the truth. So you know, no fault there. But um, we do not view sex in a space of we can get better. We view it in a space of like, well, this is what I got. This is what I know. This is what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And so I think the problem then becomes that we don't want to learn new things, right? Um, like most guys, oh, don't touch my butt. Like, first of all, I wasn't thinking about your butt, but the fact that you brought it up on, like, one of those things, like, what I don't like to do is, like, telling. It's like, all right, cool, calm down. We ain't got there yet. But most people are not willing to learn, to to even, like, try. Uh, for me, I was never into anal. I'm still not. It's not my thing. But I had a guy who, he finessed the out of me. First of all, I did, I, I, I offered it up as an apology because he drove from like Annapolis to DC. And if you know what that is, that's a pretty long ass ride, right? Um, for me not to be awake. So I literally sent the picture of anal move and I was like, I'm so sorry. You can either get a really sloppy blowjob or you can get anal. He was like, duh. I'm on both, right? <laughs> so, so, but he was very delicate he cared yes right he cared and there's so many guys who don't care about our pleasure it's like all right let me stick it in you let me hope that you get off and then Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get my night well out and that's and that's my biggest issue is like always i always use this analogy just because i can put a ball in the hoop does not make me lebron james just because i watch porn does not mean that i'm having sex with kyra noir who is like porn stars are professionals. Mm-hmm. That is their job. Right, exactly. That is what they do. They do sex. That does not mean that I'm going to do what they do. Yeah. First off, 
I'm 41 years old. I get, I'm a little bit out of shape, a lot of bit out of shape. So I'm not about to be, and I don't, soggy around the midsection. I'm not about to be fucking, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, them dudes got six packs and all this and that. No, I'm not about to be doing all that. But, you know, people, yes, you know, you can't do what they do. So, jabbing your dick in somebody's asshole, like, charge is not going to work. No, it's not. I think that, um, I think that people have to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's delicate, right? First of all, the vagina is not made to, I can legit not have sex for a month and a half. And I can go and have sex with somebody and it'll feel like they're going into a virgin again because it's, it, it, it retracts. This thing is amazing, right? I want to just kind of put my head down there and figure out what's going on. Be like, hey, what is happening? Right? I don't have that. But we, like, you're not just an object. And then that goes back to what you said. It's like, stop letting men use you as a, you know, as something to jerk off to. And the same thing goes for guys, right? Like, you don't have to sleep with every woman who wants to sleep with you. I just told my friend this the other day. I'm like, Dude, chill out. Mm-hmm. What is that saying? Everything good is not gold. They've been saying that for umpteen eon years. It's not. It's not. You looking at that diamond and really a cubic? Chill mm-hmm. out. You know. So when you decide to have sex with somebody, I think you should absolutely like take your time to get to know this person. And porn is one of those things where you could actually learn something. You could teach something. You can learn something new. You know, and you can explore together. I don't think I've ever, maybe once, really actually watched porn with somebody that I was dealing with. And I was like, oh, okay, before we go, we about to try this. I'm like, I don't know, we just kind of looking at it. Mm, I'm intrigued, let's try it. Right. Let, me, let me go ahead and try <laughs> that real quick. Uh, you know, that actually happened to me because I wanted to try the upside down um, second bit. Oh, the standing 69? I was like, no, 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 hang off the bed. Oh, oh. Yeah, mm, exactly my point, right? mm, And I was like, this is way bigger upside down than this. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, you're like, okay. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you know, that's, that's my biggest issue with porn. Like, even though, you know, I know this is, this is the Laptop Chronicles about porn, but you know, it's it's really to make to help make people aware of their bodies, their partners' bodies, um, what you like, what you don't like. Listen, learn, and realize that porn is entertainment. It's purely even even the amateur stuff is entertainment, and you know, just because they do it, don't mean that you can do it. So. Oh man. Well, um let me see. Uh let's see. We talked about the book. Another book coming out. You have a podcast? I do have a podcast. Talk it's, about that. It's called Cocktail Confessions. And although the word cock is in it, I'm actually talking uh is this for drinks because we do it during happy hours. Um yeah, me and my homegirl, but I have guests on, you know, just to really uh, encourage folks and talk about relationships and sex or whatever whatever's happening. Of course, we talk about the all the stuff, you know, thing that happened recently, and um, it brought up a lot of things. I think we need to discuss mental health more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I can't wait to get my studio finished, um, and, and we'll be 
popping, but I'm gonna be live on Facebook Thursday anyway, because we in my raggedy ass self, uh, doing ball head and no shit, so... <laughs> If you're on I love Facebook, that. T- I love that fucking term. If you're on Facebook, follow me at Amaya Desire, A M I Y A H D E Z I I R E. Same thing on Instagram, and I'm not really on Snapchat, but I'm on there too. If you want to follow me, um, so yeah, that's I'm really just about being here for the people. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy talking um, and I enjoy encouraging. So that's one of my biggest issues to have on the podcast to begin with. And that's and that's the weird thing. It's like I've I, I started this, and I always give a big shout out to my dude Corey because I didn't know what a podcast was. And he was like, "I'm start a podcast." He, you know, and I and he always has me on his. We talk about hip hop and culture. Okay. And it was like, you know, it was like I was always talking about porn and stuff, and we was always laughing and joking. And I was like, "I'm gonna do a podcast about porn," and I was nervous. Because I was like, that shit's not going to make sense. But he's like, dude, just do it. Just, you know. So finally I did it. And I've learned to become more comfortable. Especially with conversations like this. Yeah. Very important. Because like you say, mental health means everything. I almost, I, I never really tell people this. But there have been three times in my life where I felt I'm about to eat a bullet. And one time I looked at a gun. The second time I looked down the barrel of a gun. And the third time I felt like it was, I was about to make that move. But I, but each time it's just coming back like, yo, you can't let yourself go down that way. Even with everything going. So mental health is important. And that last time I was able to sit down with a therapist. And she was like, so what's going on in your life? And it just came out. Like, she, she was like, she grabbed her pen. She was like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this right now. And I think like two hours later, she was like, okay. So, yes, I, I do harp on mental health um, because I've been at that point And I don't want anybody to ever fucking feel like that. I think if we discuss it more, people will realize they're not alone. And and that's one of the things. So for me, I I withdraw. Um, So like last week, I didn't do my podcast. I had had an absolute horrible day. I've been struggling with this job. Um, feeling overwhelmed like I needed to be an octopus to get things done and I couldn't I literally just could not um, and I wanted to so bad but it would have been written all over my face it would have been my energy everything and but a lot of my friends be like yo we be waiting for you we be looking for you and I think if I even go live when I have those moments I'm like listen guys I want to be that normal jumpy jumpy girl for y'all tonight but I'm not I'm not there you know um and to say that and it'd be like my anxiety gets triggered over this and this and the third you know like I went to office on Monday like I said yesterday there were like 15 people in the office right some of whom were social distancing and some who weren't and I didn't realize that my anxiety around that was going to be a thing because I'm looking at these people and I'm like so y'all not gonna sit six feet apart? Like y'all really gonna be up all on me like this? Like, whoa, you know? And so it's real for us to have anxiety, for us to experience depression, you know, to even deal with anger issues. You know, a lot of the things that we're not necessarily taught to deal with growing up. And then we get to these spaces, 30s, 40s, and we go to the therapist and we there for four hours and we looking up and they like, 
Oh, so, oh, so you thought that was normal. And right. I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, shit. You don't realize that some <laughs> problem side of things trying to say like I always say I don't I'm not I'm not trying to make this racial but you can't speak oranges to people that understand apples mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's it's even in teaching yeah you know that's the thing when I when I stepped into a couple of classrooms the vibe was different because the the schools that I was teaching in the environments that I was teaching in have almost three course three quarters of the students look like me right so i'm walking in there and i'm like okay this is me at 16 this is me at 17 you know i I think i I remember this is when um this is when something happened and i was like yeah da 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 and so this person did the kanye shrug and and one of the kids he looked at me one of the students looked at me and he was like yo yo you know about the kanye shrug da 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 i said yeah man because I'm a part of y'all culture. Right. I'm just a few years ahead of y'all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, so having that commonality to, to, to somebody who knows, like I went to um, my doctor, my, my physician is black. Uh-huh. And at the time, the first time I went to him, he, you know, we, we were talking and it wasn't a matter of, oh, okay, well, you're you're this height, you're this weight, you're overweight, da 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 da, because he knew right. it wasn't a big deal. Right. Now, when he told me I had high blood pressure, 
I was like, yeah, I don't believe you. But then it turns out that shit was work-induced. Right. So then that led me to finding, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the therapist, blah, blah, blah. So it's very, I, and it sucks as black people, we get scrutinized to some level for saying, go to people that look like us, mm-hmm. sound like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear that same scrutiny when it comes to other ethnicities no, or no. cultures because it's almost like normalized to them. You know, um, I got, <laughs> as I said, I got All Lives Matter today. So the shirt that I have on, it says, across cultures, darker people have suffered the most. Why? And it was a question that was proposed by um, Andre 3000. And I was out in Linthicum at a little um, Hallmark store. All right. <laughs> And the 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 lady in the store who owned the store, she had to be in her 80s. And she said, well, what does your shirt say? And I, you know, I let her read it. And she said, oh, my God, I cannot believe that. Ah. And it was like, yo, and I told her, I said, as somebody who has a history degree, who was an educator of history and social science, I said, this is absolutely true. And she said, well, I used to say the same thing about Italians. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get this card and I'm going to leave. You know what I'm saying? But I've worn this shirt around other black people. And they're they're looking at me like, yup. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely means a lot being in a space. FUBU. For us, by us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And I think that we have to... Don't apologize for that. I don't know. If mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you've seen Black as King yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not a Beyonce fan, but holy shit! I I stand for Beyonce. I'm gonna tell you why. Because she uses her power. Yes. She yes. actually uses her power. Yeah. Even when she did um, Homecoming, she slayed that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I watched it yesterday. I got goosebumps, and I'm like, yes. I told my friend, I said, so my housewoman told me it's going to be called the Blackly Black Housewoman. Like, okay. I want you to come in here with your grills, come in here with your African prints. Say like, less. You know what I mean? Like, Say less. Like, for real, like, really dig deep and don't just be generic about it. Like, find a print that that calls out to you, you know, whatever. Um, and, like, I was telling my sister, I was like, I right, so I want to do a photo shoot for basically buying the house because um, you know aside from a handful of me people don't know that I bought a house people don't know okay. that I moved so she was like well, what is your idea so I'm going to sit up on this counter with a bottle of champagne in my hand grills in my mouth my hair braided up with some beads on it two piece lingerie and a silk robe and I'm going to say I did that shit that's exactly what it's going to be yes. you know what I mean and I think I think the biggest issue that we face sometimes is that we don't want to seem too pompous, mm-hmm. too cocky, right? Because, like, people go, like, oh, you guys are wearing gold chains and big old gold chains mm-hmm. and, you know, you're wasting your money on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't wear gold chains in Africa. Like, where you been at? Like, this is not new, right? We Shout just, out to Mr. T. We just been doing it differently and we made it our own every decade or every other year or whatever the case is. But, like, I'm no longer apologizing. Unapologetically black. 
Like, I legit thought about that. I'm like, I would love to wear my hair like some of these styles I saw in this video, but I work in the government, mm -hmm. right? And I would look crazy and unprofessional and putting up my quotation marks, right? right? Because my hair is now looking a certain kind of way. The idea that we are constantly still having to conform to these identities that don't belong to us. Right. There's so much turmoil in that. If you think about the idea that we are inside of here, somebody completely different than we are on the outside. Mm -hmm. Because we're trying to be like, let me let me fit this box, right? Like right. I can't afford, I told my friend earlier today, I can't afford not to have this job, right? But I can afford to create my own fucking job. Right. Right, like fuck y'all. Y'all not really doing shit for me. No, how I can I can create my own job, but we are too afraid because we've been knocked down so many times. But looking at Black as King is definitely like, listen, what did Mama always say? Was it get knocked down seven and get back up eight? Mm -hmm. So like the idea that we have to support each other, and I feel so crazy because I I had this girl who was doing my hair, hundred hundred dollar deposit, which is crazy. First of all, right. But she's a scammer. Took my money, and you know when I asked her about the day, she said it wasn't available. I asked for a refund. Now all of a sudden the day is available, and I don't get refunds. Isn't that third? Which is on her Instagram page, right? But the idea that in COVID, amidst the whole situation happening, you would rather take my fucking money than to give my money back. Right. So you making a hundred dollars, you ain't do shit besides steal it from somebody who works hard for it. And now people are on Instagram blasting her, tagging her, don't go to this person. She done lost like 60 clients. No, we're not fucking around with you because the problem is we want to support our own, but when you finna be an asshole to us, we're gonna wear your ass out just like you one of my folks. And and you know, like I, I well number one, I've I've always subscribed to the the theory of W. E. B. Du Bois. Mm. The the talented tenth. You know, and so even like nowadays, I realize that, um, like, like for example, my you know being from Detroit, my my grandparents and and even uh, my dad grew up in the area of Detroit called Black Bottom, mm -hmm. which was predominantly, not predominantly, it was all black. And coming from um, the late 1800s up until the 1950s, that's the only place that black people could live. Gotcha. But, you know, just like uh, Seneca Village in New York, mm -hmm. you know, they tore that down yep. and that was Central Park. Um, Zone 4 in Atlanta, you know, just, just like we see with gentrification. Right. And I fucking line. hate gentrification yeah. and redlining. But with uh, Black Bottom, they ran I-75 right through the middle of it and it split up the neighborhood. But growing up, you know, my grandmother was like, yeah, you know, my, my great-grandmother owned a liquor store and the cleaners in Black Bottom. Okay. Um, you know, you, you knew that you couldn't go shopping at certain stores outside of Black Bottom, so you spent your money in your community. Mm -hmm. And so the people who owned the businesses appreciated you as a consumer because they knew that, hey, if I don't treat you right, you're not going to spend your money here. Right. But then as a consumer, you're like, I'm going to appreciate you as a business owner because if you're not here, I can't get what I need. Right. But now in 2020, we have, especially with the internet, um, I get like the little things, my uh, body wash mm -hmm. and my deodorant 
I get from a black-owned company down in Mount Washington. Oh, I mean, uh, Fort Washington. Okay. And my man is, you know, there, there's never been a problem. Um, you know, you you order it, it comes, boom. And I think that's what we have to do is that, yeah, you might find somebody who does shitty business, but it's like, you know what, for every one shitty entrepreneur in our community there's about five others oh yeah absolutely you know you you, you just gotta expand your yeah your, your you, search. Got, you have to you have to keep trying you mm-hmm. know what I mean? that's why i never i never talk about i never badmouth black businesses i always talk about the individual right you know excuse me or the business because it's not that black businesses are bad as a as a whole they're not now I will say that I would love to create a business that teaches uh, customer service, mm-hmm. um, navigating bad situations. There are not a lot of people who understand how to navigate that space. I used to work at an airport. Mm-hmm. We know how to navigate that space, <laughs> right? Because I can't punch you in your face like I want to, right? But I'm gonna go ahead and make you look real stupid by being completely nice to you these the next 40 minutes that you finish trying to go up here and cuss me out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really not even about that because there are white businesses that don't, that lack the same type of shit too. It's just that they they have capital. They have the reviews. You know, the fact that Amazon, first of all, uh, Honey Pot is a black owned company, mm-hmm. right? Feminine Wash, uh, Feminine Vice, you know, all the other good stuff, right? I remember looking for Honey Pot and it being completely sold out. Went to Target, sold out, and it was like $12. I go to Amazon, $26. How much of the $26 you give a Honey Pot though? Right. You know what I mean? So like, I, while I understand because my book is published through Amazon, you have to navigate spaces in a way that actually creates wealth among each other. It's not the same when you're giving that money, the, the dollars going through a white company or a white person to yep. get back to the black community. Right. And what we have to understand is that there are, so I don't know if you've seen this uh, mini docu-series on Netflix, it's called She Did That. And so it's about black women mm-hmm. who have businesses, entrepreneurs. And I, I know you probably remember this. Remember there was a, there was a, a team, two black women who went on a shark tank the white guy said, the beauty industry will crush you like the little mm-hmm. cockroaches that you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking gosh. Yep. Right? And they're doing amazing right now. Yep. But the idea that he could say that shit out of his mouth yep. on national television. And it was okay. Yes. It was. And it, nobody up there said anything to I mean, maybe they didn't say it on live television. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and because that would have been edited out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But the idea that this guy has the audacity. And so, speaking of Shark Tank, the the place I was talking about with with the the name, you know, um, it was a male salon. Uh huh. And the guy started out on Shark Tank. Mm. The the guy who originally started, and it was in um, here in Baltimore. Uh, Atlanta. It was about five or six different locations around the country. Wow. Unfortunately, it it ended up closing down. I know as an individual branch mm-hmm. here in Baltimore, um, you know, through through whatever, whatever. 
but it was a black owned space. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that same sentiment was passed on Shark Tank when it came to this idea was, oh, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, that shit absolutely works. Because when we get in our own spaces with our own people, right, it's different. It's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, for that guy to say that shit on Shark Tank, and nobody did. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I feel you. You know, we're not gonna say nobody didn't check him. Maybe they didn't check him on air. Right. But the fact that it came out so easy for him, and it's fucked up. Because he was thinking that shit. Right. You know, he was thinking it, but now you look at. You know, we, we definitely support our own. Yeah, I think that we, again, you know, and I wish that we, I wish that we, um, supported each other a little bit better. And what I mean by that is there is still also very much like this this crab in a barrel, right? Mm-hmm. This, uh, like, in order for me to eat, I gotta still up there and play. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of to, to go around for all of us. Right. But we have to be willing to be patient and navigate spaces. If I'm good at writing and you're good at math, we both need each other. Mm-hmm. Right? And even if I was good at math and you were better at it, I would still need you. Yeah. But the idea that we're fighting for some sort of... Crown. Yeah, that's not there. That's not there. Yep. Because yeah. they all look at us the same. You're a black business. We want you to fail. That's really yep. what it is, right? Yep. So we're, if we were, like they said, we're stronger together. We've always been stronger together. And we have to do more than open up food spots. <laughs> Yo, Listen. I'm so tired of seeing fucking soul food Listen. spots. Like, Jesus, I like to eat, but goddamn. <laughs> Oh shit. Uh man, this has been fucking amazing. And um okay, so you are here in Baltimore. Listen, I will be getting her on the microphone a whole lot more. I'm here. I absolutely promise that. Um this is probably one of the greatest episodes I have thus far. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um thank you for having me. The book, Midnight Confessions, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Please get it. Please, please, please get it. Please support her. Um, I, I'm, damn, we didn't even get into that shit. Into, into my little, my little writings. Okay, we'll save that for next episode. But yo, um, any final words? My final words would be, if nobody told you that they love you today, that I do. Never settle everything that you want. You can absolutely have and obtain. And um, don't give up on yourself. And I will, I don't know where I, I got this from, but I love it. The saying it says, You are the life hack. You know it. Mm. And on that note, we are out. Peace. <laughs>